0: Greetings to you from Dubai. I'm Ghada Khalifa and this is The Conscious Achiever, the show that reframes how we think about achievement and invites us to create conscious cultures in business, life, and the world. Welcome back to the Saboteur series. And if you've been following along last episode, we covered three Saboteurs. And this week, we are back covering three more. So this week, we are going to talk about the pleaser, the avoider, the victim. I walk you through each and every one of these saboteurs and how they impact you. This episode gives you a lens through which to understand how your inner critic is communicating to you and how it is unconsciously holding you back from moving forward in your life. This episode is not meant to make you feel guilty or beat yourself up for having these saboteurs because we all have inner distractions or inner voices that already beat us enough. So it's really just a way to raise awareness of how they sneak up. Having that awareness can lead us to the next step, which we will discuss after we finalize the nine saboteurs. So it is really my hope that taking you through these um, will help you understand how your inner distractions or inner voices or critic communicates to you, not to judge yourself, not to beat yourself up, but just to understand unconsciously how they may be holding you back. So we're going to start with the Pleaser Saboteur. Well, the pleaser is mainly like this. I really need you to like me. Are you okay? Are you good? Kind of that's the narrative of the pleaser. A pleaser tends to prioritize others over themselves. As a result, they feel resentment. They associate their worthiness with their sacrifice, which comes from a need to be liked by others, to be good, and to put others' needs before their own. A common thing that they might say, kind of like, I don't really have time to exercise or do something for myself because I have to take care of my kids or do something for someone else. You know, if I prioritize myself, I'm deemed to be selfish. And so that's the kind of narrative that's happening on the inside. I have a friend of mine who has the pleaser tendency. I linked her up to this colleague, which which happens that she missed on meeting her up online. So she texts me to apologize for missing the meeting with the other person because she felt obligated to me for connecting her with that person. Now, not only that she has to berate herself and apologize to this person she missed the meeting with, but she went so far as to apologize to the person who connected her to the person so also it's not about the act of apologizing if that inner feeling um the deep um uh, the deep feeling that pleasing root grows it's it's just uh, it's so ingrained in making them feel really not good about themselves. Now, when it comes to their productivity, time management, and seeking their own work and progress, people pleasers tend to overdo like volunteering and and putting others' requests over their work and goals. They struggle with setting boundaries, whether at work and um, you know taking a lot of uh, things from their boss, and they then an ability to say you no know, to things or at, you know, with their friends or or even at home with their partner or children. They're, they're really, they struggle so much with setting boundaries because also they are unaware of their needs because they have prioritized others' needs and therefore lost this connection to themselves. Often I have clients come to me, and we start looking on what's the other side or what pleases them. And they, they really struggle with that. They, they really kind of felt disconnected from that and they take their time to find that connection again. And because they are super busy giving it away to everyone else, at the end it causes kind of a certain amount of resentment or envy over not having control over their time. And they start saying things like, I got out of my way to take care of other people. No one is carrying that out for me. Really, when they are giving, there is the subconscious motivation. is that people are going to give me back or they're going to take care of me or like me because I'm giving. So there are expectations. There are expectations from others. And when we think about conflict or feedback or criticism, when this happens to the pleaser it's really deeply deeply upsetting to them because it they take it 100% personal at the end they fret over not necessarily how people perceive them but the idea they might not have shown up for others the way they desire to it's less so you know because like in my case, I have the hyperachiever is more concerned with how others see me See me from a position of status. Whereas the pleaser through motivation is to make other people happy. That's like what they want people to see. And so if for some reason they think they've done something that impacts someone else happiness, success, or joy negatively, that is so crippling to them. As far as their personal joy, they miss their own personal joy because they're always prioritizing other people they don't realize when other people are potentially taking advantage of them because they are super helpful. A lot of times I talk to clients who have the pleaser tendency about being a giver from this selfless place, where one feels fully like full. like when where you feel full yourself first and hence becoming... Or giving becomes unconditional. We talk about how much of giving is supporting them and others, supporting them and supporting others, and how it hinders their well-being, their performance, and mostly important, most important, really, it building those authentic and healthy relationship and not relationship that are conditional. So, in our um, sessions, we spend time really kind of going through what differences look like and how to leverage their, their giving spirit to serve them and serve others. Now, the avoider, this is for you. If you procrastinate, like specific job-related tasks or anything like on your hand, it's likely because you don't want to feel discomfort. It is really tied to the feeling that they don't want to deal with to avoid the emotion that comes up when you look at the things you need to attend to so it's basically kind of like having um this junk drawer where i put everything because i don't want to see the junk or where the clutter is gone like i can't deal with seeing the clutter so i better avoid it put it in a junk drawer or simply brushing dirt um, and covering under the carpet because I can't deal with the fact that my house is messy. And I can avoid and feel better about the fact that my house isn't messy but by like putting things in the junk drawer or putting the dirt under, under the carpet because dealing with the idea that the house is not messy is really uncomfortable. So... So, what happens really if I open the drawer at some point? Things gotta explode out of it, right? So, the narrative is things like tomorrow's another day, I don't have to do this right now. But I think the real one, the real one is that feeling this, they don't want to go to this discomfortable, this discomfort this or uncomfortable place. So, I don't want to deal with it and do with it. It's like postponing. Dealing with discomfort thing or uncomfortable thing. So, if you are avoiding something right now, ask yourself, "What is the what is the emotion that you cannot be with? What is the emotion I cannot be with?" Um, things like this is difficult or I don't have the skills to tackle this I'm not smart enough to go through this so postponing feeling this uncomfortable feeling of not being of not thinking that I'm smart or not thinking I have the right skills or not thinking I'm a competent leader or maybe my client said the other day what if I do the task and wasn't good enough or perfect so It's hard for me to deal with that, so he prefers to postpone that and not deal with the consequences of that um, and avoid doing it to postpone the discomfort. Now, really, what they're avoiding only serves for a short term because there will come a time that they need to get things done. So what happens is that they put things off, but they actually have these short bursts of getting things done really quickly. Like they they brag about that they, or they train themselves to think that I'm just better last minute. Like whenever there's a deadline, I function. So what's the opportunity that they are missing here? What is, how is that impacting them overall when they, when they postpone things or just you know, handle things last minute they they actually they don't give themselves the satisfaction that comes from knowing that they can handle hard things or the opportunity of developing that resilience the opportunity of gaining mental space that frees them up to handle other things in life or or, or what my client told me the other things that like it's in the back of my head if I'm procrastinating or not dealing with it, it's still in the back of my head and it's still taking mental space So, I'm not present with my family, like I can't enjoy things because that thing is always on the back burner. So, they really miss the chance to build that, um, you know, uh, that muscle of joy and presence. And they miss the chance to build that muscle of self trust and the ability to mitigate disappointment. So, they become good at postponing disappointments but not handling disappointments. So the last saboteur in this episode is the victim saboteur. You know, the people who have a victim saboteur see themselves as really inherently negative. I believe that's how they have protected themselves. It's a byproduct and a function of things that happened in their childhood that make them feel like, they need to be negative in order to protect themselves and make themselves feel safe. So it's a, like the other saboteurs, it's a form of protection. It's a function of protecting themselves. So I'm always like intrigued whenever I hear victim phrases come out of client's mouth or whenever I witness someone sort of leaning into that saboteur of the victim mentality because I recognize that for what it is, which is like really safety function, like most of the saboteurs, it's keeping them in that comfortable place. And that's what they knew. And also, it allows me to be more patient with them, of course, like with most of the saboteurs, with all of the saboteurs. So if you're not a victim, but you witness other people in your world being victims, this is also helpful to know that they are coming from that space, and it's not like they're, they're defined as negative people or positive people. They're just This is how they dealt to protect with the situation to protect themselves. So this is probably nothing worse than trying to develop a business or maintain friendships and start a family and make a meaningful contribution, while also having a victim mentality that acts as a constant saboteur. So this is the person who believes that everything bad happens to them and sorrow is them and extremely dramatic, waiting until situations become challenging and almost using emotions that's really evident in the victim mentality. People who have victim mentality or have tendency to be victims, they almost use emotions to attract attention. Now, again, the narratives when it comes to the productivity as well and their time management is that they never have enough time. The time it's too hard people are always distracting me they're always playing someone else or keeping me from getting things done you know i can't do xyz because i have to do abc for someone else but a lot of times if the abc is always for someone else and the xyz is for yourself you're always putting the needs of others before your own which has a little bit of the crossover into the pleaser as well as we as i mentioned before So you know like they really spend more time complaining than actually doing and not really offering any solutions for the problem. Now the amazing thing about the victim saboteur is that they can experience quick changes and transformation when they simply see the impact of that, when they acknowledge that it's an act of Survival, when they see the impact of changing the challenges into an opportunity, when they change that lens of victim, they start to really witness changes in their behaviors. So, how to navigate the inner critic voice in the first place, and how to get to this space of recognition? Or, in other words, like I think acceptance for sure is a better word because it's always going to be there. these voices, those distractions, those uh, function of survival, those protectors are always going to be with us. The, the, we will tackle and look into how you know accepting them is the first step to start to help intercept their impact on us, the negative impact on us and how, or how they hinder us. But you know, like this isn't to say this is bad, make it go away, but it's to say this is here, it's part of me, and it's okay. How do I navigate once I know it's here and what it is for what you know what's its function for? And for those of you who have struggled with understanding why you're afraid of what you're afraid of, these are deeply insightful lenses to help you look at your fears through so that you can actually understand the narrative of your inner critic and kind of normalize it and kind of accept it because that's the beginning of intercepting it. So when I come back next week, I'm going to take you through our last saboteurs, which are hyper-rational, hyper-achiever, and hyper-vigilant. And really can't wait to hear from you, Sue, as to how helpful it is for you to understand the voice of the inner critic and how they're communicating actually with you um, in order to kind of end their narrative to keep you safe. So I'd like to hear in the comment section which ones of these resonate with you. And the next episode, we are going to finally go through the rest of the saboteurs and later on in the next episode will be about all about tools and how to navigate through them all that's it for today thank you for listening to today's episode if you love the show tell your friends pay it forward or leave us a review you can find me on linkedin or instagram where you can follow me or leave a comment you can also subscribe to my newsletter on linkedin for more from the conscious achiever thanks for listening this is Ghada khalifi signing off